Hello, I'm Kieran Valle, and welcome to the 95th Academy Awards. We are coming to you at half past 12, so this is a crazy, crazy hour, but we are watching the awards. I'm surrounded by a full house of people. I didn't expect this. And Clara just told me that she had never watched the Academy Awards before, so of course she's getting the first question, and that is we've just watched Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue. Clara, what did you think? Did it, did it set the scene for you? Did you laugh? Did you not laugh? What did you think? Yeah, there's a lot of jokes in there. So I thought some of them were funny, but some of them went a little flat, like kind of landed weird. I don't know. It's that's, like... that's the Oscars. Okay, okay. So that's normal. Okay, because yeah, there was a couple of jokes and I was just like, it's just there was no laughter. There was no response in the crowd. Even we were kind of like, oh, is that? But they pushed the boundaries with them. There's like really inappropriate ones they slag people off but then they praise every other person but yeah it was fine you, you only praise the people in the front row okay if okay. you're not in the front row you're you're in the danger zone really okay. like uh, yeah uh we are going to or i am going to at least come in and out sort of we're not doing a an award by award basis here but the first award we just watched was best animated feature the winner of course was guillermo del toro's pinocchio what sort of the reaction in the room? What did everybody think of our first winner of the night? Well, I was disappointed because I wanted Turning Red. Or what was the other ones that I wanted? Well, Marcel the Shell. And Marcel the Shell. <laughs> he, he's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, with shoes on. Like, yeah. that makes him so much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but not surprising. They do love Guillermo del Toro. So we're at the first commercial break. So we're going to take a break here. We will jump back in later. I don't know who will be around then but uh yeah keep watching and keep listening and uh we'll be back in a minute we've just had two huge awards the uh best supporting actor and best supporting actress the winners were kihei kwan and jamie lee curtis kate is everything everywhere all at once just gonna run the rest of this show could we pack up right now and just assume it's winning about eight more oscars probably I wouldn't say to pack up, though, because half of the fun of Oscar night is the speeches. Both of them had amazing speeches. Had everybody in the room in tears. Not me. Not you, but you never cry. So everybody else was in tears. But yeah, I think they're going to win everything. I don't want them to, but I think they will. It's going to take a lot more than Jamie Lee Curtis shouting out her mother and father to get through my cold heart. But mom, the unfortunate part of those two wins and you know congratulations to the two winners but the unfortunate part of those two wins is that it does mean that the irish contingent is now 0 for 3 what's the vibe what's going on in your headspace is this going to be a bad night for the irish well no it's not a bad night because they got nominated and so it truly we're not here to play those games sandra (laughs) is it going to be a bad night for the irish i'm gutted (laughs) that's the answer i was looking for thank you very much we're not here for participation awards. No, no. This is not how the Oscars are played. Uh, we have muted the Diane Warren song because it's, you know, I don't think anybody's seen this movie. Uh, we'll see what they come back with after the break. But yeah, vibe in this room. Thank God the Irish won the rugby today because, yes. oh boy, this could be, this could have been a rough night. We've skipped over a few now. And so I just want to know, like, any surprises, any 
anything that you know you agree with you disagree with what what, what do you think so far well great win for the irish which which win would you like to explain which win the irish won <laughs> but the irish goodbye which we just happened to watch tonight and it was a deserving winner it was uh, beautifully done uh, live action short I think it's going to be in the running for best speech of the night, you know, getting an, an entire theater to sing happy birthday to yes. your, your star actor. Yes. It's a yes. pretty good way to, to yes. spend your 45 seconds up there. So, yeah. uh, Chris, what about you? Oh, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that I really enjoy with this Oscars is, uh, the lack of, uh, cliche weird things that they're doing. It's, they're actually explaining things, which I love. I think we we all sort of looked at each other after the cinematography award and we're like, is this good? Like, are they doing a good job this year? So yeah, I, I think I I think I know where you're coming from. I think I agree. Brian, any any words? Anything you want to add to this discussion? Um, it's half one in the morning, um, so I'm pretty tired. Um, but apart from that, I'm having a nice time, and I'm enjoying this year's Oscars, Kieran. Thanks, Brian. We're going to take uh, another break. It's currently at a commercial anyway. So uh, there's some big awards coming up and we'll, we'll see what we get. So just a little update. All Quiet on the Western Front has won a few awards back to back now. One of the remaining people in the room is Chris McKenzie, who coming into tonight was the leader of our Oscars fantasy pool. He is the proud owner of Everything Everywhere All at Once. I am hot on his heels with All Quiet on the Western Front. Chris, how do you feel like things are shaping up? We haven't done a live tally of points yet. So, you know, Everything Everywhere All at Once has won a few awards. All Quiet has won a few awards. Are you feeling the heat at all? How do you think this is going to play out for the rest of the night? Well, I'm a little torn. I'm nervous because you are definitely catching up and All Quiet on the Western Front is pulling ahead. However, I also have a soft spot for a couple movies and I don't know if it's uh, if it's worth me losing for these movies to win. So I'm I'm torn here. Which 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 the soft spot? Come well, on, I'm, let's open up a little bit. So I know that I, I hey, I have a soft spot for John Williams and I know he just lost, but uh, I would have liked to see him win, but I have no desire to see the Fablemans, so a little torn there. I have a little soft spot for the Banshees of Inishirin, and I haven't seen too much of them so far, so... It does... I'm starting to get the sense that Banshees is maybe going to be overlooked completely. Like, I don't get the sense that it's going to take home a lot. Now, I could be surprised. There's still the Colin Farrell out there. There's still Martin McDonough in a couple categories, but it does... It's starting to feel like this is either going to be everything everywhere all at once or all quiet on the Western front are going to kind of run the rest of the show here. I think it's a hot year for a, at least four or five movies that are really coming in with a lot of different categories and Banshees is, hey, it's good, but it's, uh, I don't know if it's as good as it needs to be to win all of those technical categories as well as the actors and actresses categories. It does sort of feel like it's probably like the number two pick for a lot of things. And, but yeah, they're, they only give out the awards to the number one pick. So 
I'd love to see the numbers. I would love to see how close they came to winning in all of the different categories. If they started to release the voting tallies, like I don't, I don't think we need to know who voted for what individually, but if they started to release the voting tallies so that we could see, you know, in this award, this movie got 70, 80% of the vote. Like, is that something that you would then be interested in seeing like in the days or weeks after the award show? Oh, 100%. I think uh, seeing how close some of the movies came uh, or how how uh, snuffed they got, I think that would be a, a really interesting thing to actually see. They, they don't do it because I feel like they think that would be embarrassing to whatever finishes fourth, fifth in the voting. But I tend to agree, like, it would keep the conversation going for a long long time past the award show and like that would then only you know if if the conversation is still there that would only keep you sort of relevant longer than the few hours every year that the the show is on even if it's relevant to begin with you know what i mean but yeah like i keep coming back to sort of the sight and sound list that was released there a couple months ago where you got to see who everybody picked in their top 10 ballot and so then you could see like this person, this is their, this is their likes. This is obviously, you know, they don't, they must not like a certain movie because it's not in their top 10 or things like that. And if they did something similar with the Oscars, I think it would only make things more interesting. It would only make things more, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. I just think it would be better. It is 20 past two in the morning. So the brain is not working that well anymore, but. And the Oscars are back on. <laughs> Oscars are back on. We're now watching the Elvis montage clip. Can't say I'm a fan of Elvis. Chris, did you watch Elvis yet? It's on the list. I'm actually, I should have watched it on the plane over here, but um, I had some other things on and on my mind and I didn't really want to sit down and focus. I wanted to watch something I'd seen before, so not yet. Yeah, it's it's towards the bottom of the page. So I, I'm not going to give, <laughs> you're not going to get a strong recommendation from me on this one, but the, uh, the show is about to start again, so we will be back in a second. So we've just had a big win. It's not an Irish win, although, you know, we are still a biased bunch here. So it was a Canadian win. Sarah Pauly just won Best Adapted Screenplay for Women Talking. Mom, it was one of your favorite movies of the year. Why Why, and what about Women Talking resonated with you so much? Well, it was, it was, my, it was one of my favorite, but it was a tough, tough movie to to watch it was a like it was a tough story um but it was so cleverly done and i think you yourself said that you know if you saw this on paper um women sitting around in a barn talking um and and i've spoken to people who read the book and struggled through the book so the book itself was a difficult book but sarah Polly just brought it to the screen and it was just phenomenal i mean the cast was just stellar and uh yeah so i'm absolutely thrilled for her and she was you'd know absolutely delighted to win and she gave a great speech and uh very uh, canadian she was very collaborative in her in her speech and uh it was just lovely yeah i think the thing about women talking that i loved so much was that you you hear the plot description and so you sort of you're you're bracing yourself for this very heavy uh, like emotionally charged 
drama. But then as it plays out, you're like, oh, this is actually quite funny at times. And this is, you know, the, mm-hmm. there's real emotions. There's real sort of roller coaster yeah. stuff going on. And I haven't read the book. I did mean to read the book uh, sometime since I've watched the movie now. But like, I have to imagine that most of that comes back to Sarah Pauly and the way that she is able to tell stories. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even the start of her speech was quite funny where she thanked the Academy for not being scared off by having uh, the words women and talking uh, so close together in a movie title or something like that. Well, it's kind of fun. She's been doing that the whole time. Like <laughs> the whole thing about the BAFTAs. I remember telling yeah. you about the BAFTAs yeah. where they basically snubbed her and the movie yeah. all together. And then her, her comeback, comeback was, was that she had eaten too many, many crumb, too many scones at the luncheon or something. And so she totally understood <laughs> yeah. that they couldn't have her at the, yeah. at the ceremony. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, I just so think she's, it's a great, yeah, cause she makes such good movies and it's just a great, great, great win for her. I think, yeah, I think hopefully this is a sign of like, she's going to come back now and make movies more regularly. Cause it's been quite a long time. Mm from her last one so yeah hopefully sarah Pauli uh sticks around and keeps making more yeah. so you know we might not get all of the stuff for the irish but we are there's we at are least Canadian. there's a there's a win for the canadians <laughs> there so you know we, we're not going to complain too yeah. too much now we are starting to get into the big big awards uh chris mum do either of you want to throw out any predictions at this stage we haven't seen anything yet but you know and any any surprises that you think we're going to get I I I don't think we're going to get the wins that we want. I think, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall. But I, I'm going to stay, stay committed till the end. I'm shooting for uh, small victories in the everywhere, everywhere, every everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, so one or two wins, but I think all quieter on the Western Front's going to take best picture. That's a prediction. That's a prediction. We will uh, take another break, and we'll see if. Chris or mom is correct. Well, that is it. We have reached the end of the Oscars and somewhat predictably, it did become an everything everywhere all at once show. It picked up director, lead actress and best picture towards the end of the night. And you know what? I'm going to say this is a good thing. Everything everywhere all at once is a deeply, deeply, weird and strange and creative movie and I think on the whole even if the movie didn't work for me all that much and even if I did have other favorites in the race hopefully this can be a sign of things to come in the future it can be a sign of things that the academy is maybe changing and maybe um, they're not so stuck in their ways of of always nominating and awarding sort of your more traditional Oscar fair. Um, so yeah, if this, if this is a sign that, you know, the Academy are opening their eyes to different storytellers, different types of stories, different um, stories with actors and actresses in, in lead roles, then, you know, all of that will be absolutely positives going forward. So I think, you know, I, I will I will choose to look at this as a as a net positive overall, even if Banshees of Indian Sheeran, which was my number one movie of the year, was completely shut out. 
there were a couple of awards that, you know, I just deeply, deeply disagreed with. Um, I don't need to dwell on them right now. I think tonight the, the show, and if there was a sort of theme towards some of the awards, it was a sort of welcome back, glad to have you back in the community again, sort of, sort of thing. And so I I think a few of the awards reflected that, but I think one of the things that I really just enjoyed on the telecast was the show itself, the way that it was done, the, you know, it still was three and a half hours long. Like it is, you know, quarter to four in the morning when I'm recording this, but the show itself, I feel like was one of the better shows we've had in a very, very, very long time. One of the things I've always sort of said about the Oscars as a television show is that it needs to explain what these people are doing and why they are doing it so well that they are being singled out when there's, you know, thousands of other movies being made every single year. And there were a few moments tonight, I we've briefly talked about it already, but Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors explaining cinematography in a very sort of efficient and clear way so that anybody in the room who does not understand what a cinematographer does can now point to things in movies or television shows that they watch and they will be able to say, oh yes, that is exactly what those two guys were saying on the Oscars. And, you know, they, they it can only go to help people enjoy movies and television more the more that you understand about how these things are put together i feel like the more you then can appreciate and enjoy and and so there were a few moments like that and and it was it was things like that that i i've been crying out for the oscars to sort of do over the years because you know i enjoy this stuff but i enjoy it because i know the work that goes into it i under i understand on some basic 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 levels but at the same time, like that is why I get a sense of excitement or a sense of happiness when certain people are rewarded because I know the work that they've put in to get there. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the stuff is below the line. Like we, we all know who the A-list actors are and things like that. And so, you know, those obviously get the praise and the, the, they'll get the headlines tomorrow morning, but it is things like the cinematographers or the editors or, you know, the production designers where they really are making the movies stand out in certain ways that you may not fully understand initially, but there is a subconscious level, I think, where you are picking up on things that they are doing. And, you know, for for them to be highlighted in in the way that the, the Oscars highlighted some of these things tonight, I think, you know, that, that really did make the show pretty great. Um, Jimmy Kimmel as a host, I think, you know, as with most Oscar hosts has his, his moments and, you know, there were numerous references to the slap and some of them worked and some of them absolutely did not work. And, you know, there were jokes made at the expense of certain movies that worked and there were jokes made at the expense of other movies that absolutely did not work. And that's kind of par for the course, really, um, I would like there to be some sort of 
I don't know if movement is the right word. That's probably too strong a word, but they hi- I find that they hire the hosts probably too late in the, in the game. Like Jimmy Kimmel only knew for what weeks, maybe a couple of months that he was going to be the host of the show. Name the host of next year's show tonight. Let us know tonight who is hosting next year and give them a full year to work on material, a full year of, you know, this thing was, this was a popular moment. Like, let's, you know, reference that. Let's make a joke about that. Let's do, you know what I mean? Like they, they then have time to really, uh, to really build and mold the show around their host instead of sort of having a host just come in and, you know, hit your mark here, deliver a joke there and, and away you go sort of thing. So, um, that's, you know, there's, there's still things that I think this, the, Academy Awards could do as a show to improve the quality of the show. But I think overall, like this was definitely a step up in terms of quality, especially over the last couple of years. Last year was horrendous. So, you know, you couldn't sort of get much worse. But um, yeah, I think overall, you know, lots of lots of good things awarded. It did sort of become a, a showdown between All Quiet on the Western Front and Everything Everywhere All at Once, which uh, in recent years hasn't necessarily been the case. They, they've tended to spread the wealth around a little bit more. But, you know, both movies, I think, were absolutely outstanding in the things that they um, they did and the things that they were being celebrated for. So, you know, you can't really hate on it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed because it is nearly four in the morning. And, uh, I've also been traveling all day. So yeah, this is going to mark the end of this episode. And, you know, thanks to, you know, my mom and my sister and the cousins and Chris and whoever else was on, on this show and stayed up by the end, it was just me, mom and Chris and, uh, the dog Watson who, who did fall asleep quite, quite early on, but he, he did stay around at least. So for anyone out there who did watch the show, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, write in, let us know what were the moments you liked, what were the moments you disliked, what, what movies did you, did you see got celebrated or talked about that you still have to check out? Uh, I did not see Turning Red before the show. And so I will have to rectify that as soon as possible. But uh, Kate and I will be back on Wednesday with another Friday night at Blockbuster episode. So I will see everybody then, and uh, yeah, good night. Mm-hmm.